0: With a wonderful
1: world. I'm Luke Summerhays.
2: I'm James J. Moyles. I'm Andrew Rice. And I am Muss.
1: And you're listening to the triumphant return of Monster Mash. Ooh. Ooh. Whoop
0: whoop. This is out of the police.
2: And uh, on this week's episode, we are going to be chatting about all the big Monster Hunter news that we have not spoken about
1: in audio form. And also, I guess, letting you know who we are, because we've been away for like two years. Has it been
0: two years? No, it's not been two years. I've been at
1: this job for two years, and it was shortly after I started this job that you you got packed it in. Admittedly, because I let the subscription run out, but... (laughs) (laughs) And in that time, I've slowly re-listened to all of them. I just finished this week. Hmm. Was, yeah. Was it any good? you actually
2: re-listen to them? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's really,
1: apart from the first 20, where the audio is gash. It's been it more than sure two years. It's been two years and a month.
2: Oh, geez. Oh, well, there you go.
1: Well, we're back. So, this is a podcast where we talk about the monsters from Monster Hunter, apart from this week, when we're not.
0: <laughs> yes, we're talking about how we re-listen to our own podcast because we are that in love with we're ourselves. Vain. Yeah, yeah,
1: we're vain as fuck. I mean, I am a very handsome man and I do have very good opinions.
0: Should we talk about World? We, not talk- we talked about World, surely. A little, but like, of...
1: we talked about it when it had just come out, but I feel like opinions changed a lot in the last two years.
0: Yeah, I'd be quite interested to hear what my opinions were back at the time, because right now... Thinking ahead about how we've got to go and fight Zora Magdaros very soon and other such monsters, I cannot stand the idea of launching that game up again. It's the simple <laughs> answer.
1: You you were pretty into playing it. You were you were from the beginning pretty down on how it's all laid out.
0: Yeah, I, I think that since then I've I've just grown some kind of anxiety or fear around it, and I just. Like the, the very idea of turning that game on right now is uh, not an appealing one. Is that just, so, is that yeah, just I, because
1: it's pumped full of all that Destiny shit?
0: I think probably a big part of it, yeah. I, mean, I, I love Destiny shit is the thing, but uh, <laughs> the way that that game is structured it just makes me not enjoy playing it, and... You know, I think the weapons weren't great, even with Iceborne's expansion. I don't think it did enough to rectify that. And I really, really just hate those maps. Like It just, it doesn't feel enough like a Monster Hunter game to me. Um, so I, I'm very much looking forward to uh, hopefully Rise
1: going more towards a traditional place. Because I, I played it for like those 30 odd hours in the first week, then sold my Xbox and flew to Japan. And I've just lived it vicariously since then. Through.
0: I think actually that's probably the best way to have experienced this game, to be <laughs> honest, because it, that, that the first thirty hours are brilliant. Like you're in this whole new world. It's new combat, new monsters being thrown at you. Like it's it's so exciting and new and fresh. Uh, and then unfortunately, the more you play that game, the, the the less exciting the end game I think is than than it's traditionally been. Whereas on the
1: other hand, yeah, that's I'm still playing Generations Ultimate, and that's the opposite getting into that game is a nightmare yeah. but now i'm at the point where just even just throwing on and helping other people with their quests is just always a great time
2: yeah that's my kind of main problem with world like i i think mechanically like from a combat standpoint it is just leaps and bounds ahead of the the, the older games i think the improvements they made with like, like the, how each weapon feels and it's made me try like so many different weapons rather than just sticking to the one that I felt comfortable with and got to know in the old games. Um, yeah, there's some problems with how the maps are laid out. Like I don't think the ancient forest is particularly well designed, but the fact there's no kind of loading zones between each areas, the way each, like, the monsters roam around the maps, the world feels a lot more alive in that sense, and I think all those improvements really, really make for a great... I still think it's a great Monster Hunter game, but I don't disagree with the fact that the end game is not the best in this. Like I don't think grinding for decorations and, and it come, when we come to Iceborne, the Guiding Lands stuff, I didn't find that very engaging at all and I've not really stuck around for the endgame too much. I, I totally forgot about. about the Guiding Lands. I yes. totally <laughs> forgot that even existed <laughs> until you said it. <laughs> having said that, I'm looking at my playtime right now on the main menu and it is still two hundred and fifty hours, so clearly it did it did enough for me right. to uh, to play this game for that length of time. But um yeah, I, I do think it doesn't have the the same long lasting appeal that the, the older series definitely had.
3: But it might have been a game that was a little bit easier to get into for someone like me who had never really got into a Monster Hunter game before. I think the having the um Having the uh, you know the monsters having a, having a sense of the world you know without the loading times and the fact that monsters would interact with each other quite naturally, I think gave you a good sense that you were uh, you were in a in a in a thriving ecosystem and that you had to kill everything in it like David Attenborough's evil uncle or something, um, <laughs> which 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 was good. And um yeah, like Jay says, I think it was it, you know, it was easy to experiment with a, a variety of, of weapons and stuff and get into. Mm. But um yeah, I think once I spawned or around that time, that's kind of just before it dropped, I think is when I stopped playing it. I haven't been back to it since. <laughs> but while it was a going, um, yeah, it was really good and it was a lot easier I think to get into than Monster Hunter 4, which is
0: the last one I tried on my own personally. I'm curious as to if that is partially, like, how that is impacted by, I guess, the single-player multiplayer split, because that, to me, is one of the biggest things that I I didn't enjoy with World, is that, you know, all progress is is made regardless of whether you're playing single-player or multiplayer, so I didn't have that separate element that was nice and segmented off to play with friends and, you know, uh, tackle the hardest challenges together, um, and, th- and that really took away my impact, uh, my-, my enjoyment of it to some degree. Because yeah, I normally like going off playing my own single player hunts, um, you know, between sessions, doing all my resource grinding and all that kind of thing. Whereas it felt, actually, what's the point? I'm only ticking off quests. I'm going to have to repeat later with everyone else. So mm-hmm. that that took a lot away from me.
2: Yeah, I think the the the, the design of the the. St- way the game was laid out I, I, i'm glad they're i will talk about this later but i'm glad they seem to be going back to to, to the roots in terms of how the game was laid out for rise um and you know we, we've not really spoke about the the problems that came about if you wanted to actually play the story together yeah. with people and <laughs> you have uh, to you all watch uh, the cutscene separately then leave yes. and rejoin yes yep. that's exactly right <laughs> and it was just a pain um so it kind of it almost. Um, I think. I can't remember if I mentioned this on the forum or the, 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 the go on or what what have you there, but I, I did feel that the multiplayer almost got in the way of what was a, quite a good single player experience. In yeah, the world. I think that's fair. And I don't think that's very Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is all about kicking the arse out of some dinosaurs with your mates, you know? Um, well, that's
0: actually quite funny when I think about it, actually, I suppose, because. One of the biggest problems with the Avengers game recently was that it had all these live service elements in, and that, that was really getting in the way of a good single-player game. But I guess that Monster Hunter sort of did the same thing. It's just that we think of Monster Hunter as a multiplayer series. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I guess it's a weirdly similar route. It's just that, you know, it wasn't a new IP.
1: Well, you, you say that, but I have played a lot of Monster Hunter single-player as well. What I'd always loved about it is that it is one of the best games at being both. Mm, It's a multiplayer mm. game and a single-player game, as much as you want of either. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, well, when I played World, like I said, just for the first, like, story, I played the whole thing in single-player, and it was great, apart from that it tried to make me buy Xbox Live every time I turned it on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think think the problem with the way the game was designed is that the multiplayer-centric challenges just became just... Rock solid, almost unfun encounters. Like, like I've not played any yep. of the newest monsters, but they seem to be like doing a lot of kind of MMO things. Like you've got like DPS checks where you've got to kill the monster quickly before it kills you all, and just things like that that don't really don't really fit in a Monster Hunter game in my in my view. Which mm. is why I've not really tackled any of the end game Iceborne content, so to speak. Um... But that, that that core loop is still there it is still monster Hunter. it's still great upgrading weapons and and, and getting to the, getting to that end game is great fun like like Gadhi said the first the first chunk of hours of that game's magic um but I do think this game was definitely more geared towards the the, the, the newer player because it's the first monster Hunter on playstation um in a long long time um and it did capture Well, it's the best-selling Capcom game of all time, so it's obviously captured a lot of new Monster Hunter fans, um, and you can't fault it for that, definitely not.
1: Since it came out, um, we had the new Animal Crossing as well, which I feel like did exactly the same thing. It had Mm, the the best 30 or 50 hours the series (laughs) has ever had, and then none of what brought people coming back to the old ones.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm not huge into Animal Crossing, but it did get me to
1: pick up an Animal Crossing game for the first time. I mean, I really did the ever... changes to the game get you to do that, or did COVID get you to do that? <laughs> uh,
0: well, I think it's changed the game, <laughs> because I was so firmly against it myself that I wouldn't have picked it up normally. Like I was very anti-Animal Crossing from my previous attempts to get into it, but I think that the, the the route from you know having a couple tents around a campfire to... Evolving into a town was a fantastic way that that game sort of got up and running. It's just that once I had my town, once I'd seen the credits roll, I had all my villagers and there was nothing else to do then. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no upgrades to look forward to, no like seasonal events that weren't particularly thrilling. That's why I fell off of Animal Crossing. So I think, yeah, no, they, they did do a fantastic job of getting things up and running. It's just, it didn't have the staying power.
1: And one other thing, since we last recorded, um, Monster Hunter uh, Generations Ultimates come out in English. I don't think that was even announced when we were last mashing.
2: Uh really? <laughs> I don't think so, no, because I, I definitely remember us doing um, Monster Hunter Double Cross. Well, oh yeah, we, we did Hashtags. all of those
1: monsters in Double Cross. And then yes, by, yep. by the, when World came out, we all just sort of felt like, I guess it's just not happening now. Yeah. And then they kind of just like...
0: I didn't even realise it was after World. (laughs) The the Double Cross
1: was before World. And then we never got Generations Ultimate until like a year into World. But yeah, so we played it like, I guess about 200 hours on the 3DS. I then played it from scratch in Japanese for 160 hours. And I think I played about 150 hours again in English on Switch. (laughs) <laughs> with my old 3DS character. So, I, don't,
0: I don't think any of us got that far with the English version. Well, I've been playing it
1: with um, Matty from work, so I've had that the whole experience that. again with playing with another person. And I, yeah, I just like playing Monster Hunter, and I didn't have World at hand, so... But I don't... I can't imagine myself putting that many hours into World. Whereas, I think that's uh, I am kind <laughs> of looking forward to replaying the story, but I can't see myself getting as obsessed with it. I think because I presume you'll be
2: tackling Iceborne as well, and I think the fact that you've got what is essentially a, a whole like ultimate version of a game ahead of you, plus like you know the new Iceborne content you've not played before, I think you'll get into it in a big way. I don't know whether you'll tackle all the endgame stuff because um, I, I do think it's not very fun.
1: But um... luckily, those are all returning monsters, so we can just skip them. <laughs>
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. If you're
1: can't. expecting a on 2.0, you ain't getting it, listener. Yep.
2: Might, well, might have Jass say something on it because I think he's the only one that's actually fought it. Yeah. He, um, and if Jass were here, I'm sure he would be uh, uh, a lot more positive on the game because he's put a lot. That's of true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he um, <laughs> and, and which, which is you know crazy because I think he's played probably the most monster out of any of us. Um, yeah, so he's he, known as the and, monster hunter guy. Yeah, and he would be the most positive on the game. Um, so kind of what, what I was saying that the game's geared towards newer fans. Yeah, that's I would say that's still true. But obviously, there's still a hook there for for existing fans, and um, it's just whether or not that style of Monster game. And the fights that they put up like the kind of uber hard content if that appeals to you or not obviously appeals to jas in a big way which is why he stuck around not so much myself not so much andy and yeah i uh, I think it's
0: the 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 type of fan right like you get the ones who love getting into the skills and the max yeah yeah you know those minus the small tweaking yeah exactly um whereas you know we like to play games build a decent armor set and Crack on and kill lots of monsters. So yeah, mm. it's I I couldn't care less if I have the right level, like set of skills on my armor. I'd rather have something that looks cool than you know <laughs> feels cool. Fair. Um, yeah, fair. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna
1: go grab my cup of tea and coffee. Have you not had it yet? Well, I need no, to mate? let it stew, mate. I got to stew the brew. I'm just
3: having some good old H2O.
0: <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm very much enjoying my water. I'm gonna miss my water cooler. You missing your water?
1: You have a water cooler. I do in house will do.
0: Have you
1: not? Yeah, it's, got a
0: it's, it's it's not like a full. I do have a fridge, but you don't. You, I don't want it tasting like shitty fridge water. <laughs> um... <laughs>
3: You don't, you don't like, you know, just chuck the water literally in the fridge and then scoop it out.
0: It is in a in a
1: vessel <laughs> oh, sort. Is that, I'm that where we go oh, wrong? Is then? that not no, what the right, bottom drawer is for, mate?
0: Look, I had a Brita filter, and it always ended up tasting like fridge, and it was disgusting. So I bought a proper water cooler that sits on the side, and it's amazing. What
1: does fridge even taste like?
0: Oh, just you know, whatever you had in the fridge is you know you know what fridge tastes like. No, I don't. Slightly You know what you <laughs> no, slight- fridge tastes like. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs>
3: you, know you, you go do down like- to. It sounds like some sort of Heston Blumenthal's wacky recipe that never made the cut. No, right okay. This is fridge.
0: <laughs> the, the 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 best the best description I can give is, is if you've got like a pack a six pack and brew pork pies so mini mini mini, mini pork pies and you leave that pack slightly open and like it just sort of absorbs the atmosphere around it. I don't know what it is about pork pies but it's a very good conductor of
2: What the fridge. fuck have I come back <laughs> to? <laughs> Andy's
3: Jay
1: talking what does about fridge a fridge taste like?
0: <laughs> in terms of fridges what? and pork pies.
2: Fridge as in like the milkshake
0: drink. <laughs> or...
3: No! no
2: fridge. <laughs> like a fridge. Andy the
0: says the if he puts water fridge.
1: in his fridge it tastes a fridge. <laughs> 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 what the <laughs> oh, the match Jay, is definitely as as back. Call, as
3: soon as you leave the call, Andy's IQ like, drops to sort of a Ralph Wiggum level.
2: What <laughs> 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 does fridge taste like? My fridge more tastes like fridge. <laughs>
1: Christmas Day, 2016. We put out the misguided, scripted Christmas special episode.
0: Was it misguided?
1: None of you stuck stuck to my script at all. (laughs) (laughs) You were editing it as we recorded. And you were Ron Burgundying all the punctuation. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like
0: a fantastic episode that I would very much have enjoyed recording.
1: But also... All the way back then, we were talking about the rumours of the Monster Hunter film, and it's finally about to come out full four years later.
2: Was it rumoured all the way back the then? Yeah, ever and, ever and
1: like again. the details as well of like the soldiers going over and the battle at the airport at the end and all of that stuff.
2: I do remember like a tech demo thing of like, was it a Rathalos and a Gormagala fighting? Oh, God, no. Yeah, fighting yeah, in a shopping Yeah, mall. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and now we have. <laughs> the real film very <laughs> Well, I'm
1: going
2: to just come out and say it
1: right now. I'm pretty sure I'm going to straight up love this film. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: um, I think I think it looks like a lot of fun. This is a simple answer. Like I think that it looks good fun. Um, I I like the way that the monsters have looked so far. Like the Rathalos looks awesome. The Diablos looks great. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm into it.
2: Do you know what? I I think I'm kind of about the same. Like. I I think what would have really turned me off this film is if they tried to change the design of the monsters in any major way, kind of like uh Sonic 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 version one before they kind of <laughs> updated it. Um, you know, like if it came out with some sort of raffles looking monstrosity, um, then yeah, there might have been some is, some problems with this. I
1: don't think that was ever gonna happen because it's not like Monster Hunter is a cartoony thing, right? Everything's already so well designed and realistic. Mm. That's why we have a mm-hmm. podcast about these monsters.
0: Oh yeah, but I mean, you—you've you, got to allow for a director to go mad and yeah, do whatever the hell they want. Execs getting,
1: you know—who knows what mm. they'll do. Honestly, I think I would have liked the Sonic film more with the first effects. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it just—it would have had that feeling of like the weird '90s film version.
0: Oh I yeah, I—I—I
1: I, I enjoyed the. Sonic I mean, I enjoyed film, so... it, but I didn't <laughs> love it or anything. Or as if it had just fully been... Well,
0: whereas you'd have fucking loved it if it was a
1: free... If it had just been the Super Mario uh, Brothers horrific. movie again, yeah, I think I would have loved it.
2: <laughs> it's that kind of schlocky movie feel that you want from this right like and i think that's what we're going to get like as soon as i saw mila jovovich with a machine gun shooting at a Diablos, i was like strap me in i'm signed up but well, what, what, what i'm, I'm glad get, about that, that, is that, that we are that clearly doesn't work we are
1: also getting her being a monster hunter as well yes, yes exactly. if it had just, just been right? just been we've taken the yes. monsters and it's going to be just them fighting soldiers i would have had a problem with it but having some having some soldiers as the point of view characters go into the Monster Hunter world, that makes sense. And we're going to get to see things that I can't see in the games,
0: like a soldier getting skewered on a Diablo's horse. Yeah, ride.
1: an a Rathalos, like fucking up a plane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a bit boring. I want to see an actual soldier skewered. I want. I do Diablos
1: want to see ride. like yeah the eighteen rated, constant gore version, yep. which would still be watched by kindergartners here in Japan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A great jaggy swallowing a
1: truck hole. No, no, not a truck hole. Just, what? just, what? A just great like... jaggy. jagras, just like playing... <laughs> <laughs> jagras. I'm not playing
2: jagras. No, I'm right? not playing one. No, that's
1: not what I want to see, Jay. I want to see it just swallow like Ti's arm. <laughs> <laughs> and...
0: <laughs> then he can get a robot arm. That'd be fantastic.
1: i To go with his robot eye. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the in jokes from our chat on the
1: fucking podcast. I mean, everyone knows that he tries to look through it with a closed eye, so <laughs> that's like the number one meme from this film yeah. that's gone anywhere. It's got
3: be intentional. It
1: must t- <laughs> <Surely>. <laughs> he must have known surely. He might have known he was I wish I had your faith not. in humanity, Muss. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's definitely. I mean, it's the same director as the Resident Evil movies, and it's definitely that same sort of
1: fanfic where he inserts in his it. own wife.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 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 going to be silly. It's going to be it's, silly fun. It's you know. Yeah, it's gonna. It's, it's, it's not gonna, gonna all be... come down
3: to how faithful it is to the monsters. In addition to yes. how bearable, let's say the the banter is between. I think the you know military dudes. Some of it, if it if it's, it's
1: somewhere it. in the region of the first Transformers films, military dudes, and the monsters mm-hmm. look are the monsters from the games, fine. I'll probably watch it six times. I can
0: totally see that. I think I just want it to be like Jumanji. That's
1: why the new one or that's the original. What I was getting? Which which Sorry, Jumanji and so I wrong.
3: The new ones. The new one. Fair enough. No. Sure. That's, that's, that's the level of banter.
0: That, that's the level I want.
2: I definitely see the Transformers comparison. Like, when when you mentioned that look, I I definitely see that now being very similar to Monster, Hunter in a way. Like well, the that first yeah. bit in
1: the the first trailer of Transformers, the main bit they showed, was Scorponok attacking the soldiers in the desert. And the Monoblos scene mm-hmm. looks exactly the same.
2: Is that a Monoblos? Is
1: that a Diablos? Oh, yeah, Diablos. Oh! He's forgotten his
2: monsters! <laughs> two horns come
0: on
3: i tell you one of the things i like about it being a uh, a modern military outfit that starts randomly getting attacked by these monsters is that it gives you it gives the director an excuse to give you a huge sense of like scale on these on the on the monsters so i think you get perhaps a better look at them than you would if it was a bit of a more close quarters type thing with with swords right from the off and then yeah i think going on that journey of uh well, well, we'll see how, how well the film does it in terms of how much they actually understand about hunting monsters by the end. But potentially for someone who's never seen Monster Hunter before, going on that journey with them could be quite quite fun.
1: What I, I hope suppose. is that philosophically she understands hunting monsters by the end. Because in the trailer she's like, I don't care what those things are, I'm going to kill them. Mm-hmm. And that's very much not Monster Hunter. Yeah. But, I,
3: but I this, think this is a Western person making Monster Hunter yeah i mean there's hints that they towards the end of the trailer you know there might be a sense that they're starting to really respect what these monsters are about rather than just being like my god they're monsters
1: yeah i hope she i hope that what i would love is at the very end because it, it obviously the final set piece is the Rathlos getting into our world right I'd hope that the... Um, sure.
0: Well, not necessarily just the Rattlers. I mean, do,
1: you,
2: do, you do you not think they'll go for like an Elder Dragon or something to finish it? Maybe. Oh,
0: is that
1: me
2: thinking I think too maybe much? maybe that Guanagala tease me. But what,
1: what I would love would be if she was like, um, no, we don't want to kill it. We just want to send it back where it belongs. So the final mission is just a capture quest.
0: But then that would mean that they don't believe in... Killing, which is surely not a very monster Hunter thing by the same logic i think i think i think monster Hunter is still f- yeah but it's still fine with killing yeah. and the, the, they would have to if there's a fucking rathalos in our world suddenly they would have to kill that Rathalos. right but
1: like in like something like four where the monsters are all going crazy it's like well we don't want to just wipe out every monster ever let's kill the problem so they can all go back to live in, in harmony of nature sending the yeah, rathalos yeah, yeah, back yeah. to but, its own world but, would solve the problem
0: but the well, I think they still have to kill that Rathalos. I mean, I, I, I I not, I'm not is.
1: saying I'm going to write this film off if they kill just, it. Just, I'm just saying that would be mate, nice.
0: Logistically, how are you going to send a Rathalos back? I don't know. They, how did they, they get it there in the first very, uh, place? cooperative. They fell through a portal or something. Probably, no, well, they're by just going to knock
1: it out and chuck it back through the portal. I've knocked out many Por- a Rathalos.
0: Are, knock it out. Yeah, we portals knock out Rathaloses all in. the time. <laughs> yeah, I suppose.
2: Portals are canonically in, Monsanto, because... Gerald jumps through one. That's world, true. So. Uh, it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. There
0: we go. Maybe Gerald will be <laughs> That's, in. the film. Maybe Gerald. that would be a twist. Henry, Henry Cavill just rocks up. More well, importantly the though, sword out.
2: I want your your thoughts on on this 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 character turning up. So uh, the muscular chef. i this is an article from Eurogamer. Um, so the muscular chef, like the the, the guy that runs the canteen in the World, the big like swole cat, if you remember him. Uh huh. Um. Uh, muscular Chef will be getting the big screen treatment too. Paul Anderson, <laughs> the director, <laughs> describes the chef Anderson. as a fantastic character who has a rather flirtatious flirtus- relationship with Mila Jovovich. Sounds great. Excellent.
1: Right. Flirtatious doesn't mean that at the end of the film they fuck. <laughs> <They're definitely gonna laughs> it's just, it's just going to be some banter. <laughs> Monster Hunter stories too. Alright, moving on.
2: Alright. No, that's
0: <laughs> that that's <laughs> that <laughs> on fish. Stories stories. How
2: how announced. much did all of us play of one? Uh <laughs> I played the demo. I think I played to the first big city as well, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember a big city like I could cut about and people kept giving me costumes or eggs or something i can't even remember but ultimately i was very very tired of the <clears throat> tedious rock paper scissors combat well i'll
3: tell you what i played it i didn't even know there was a monster Hunter stories <laughs> that's how little <laughs> i knew of this this thing although as i understand it it's quite a niche not not particularly it wasn't particularly popular when it did
0: come
1: out so i don't, th- I I don't think it surprised. like totally bombed i'm but not it saying just... it was a flop yeah but,
0: but it was it... you know well, I, I, I mean, I think the game certainly didn't seem to get much of an audience, but I think there's, there's like an anime. The anim- yeah, the anime, anime know, ran
1: think. for like one season here in Japan. But the train station where my friend Rob lives, there's a Monster Hunter Stories anime poster up in the train station that's been there as long as I've lived here. <laughs> because they love it so I don't much. know. Or... I have no idea why that poster has just stayed up all this time. <laughs> I keep meaning to put a note underneath it saying like, if you ever take this down, can I have it, please?
0: But it's quite funny in London at the moment, like there's still like adverts up from March, April, because obviously no one's buying adverts on the tube. At the right. Um, so they're like it's still like, Doom Eternal coming soon. And it's like, OK, yeah, that's been out literally for half a year the only at ones... this point. But yes, I'm assuming that's not the same Well, thing. yeah, because
1: this has been, <laughs> it's been there for like two and a half years at least, and probably like yeah, two yeah. years before <laughs> I got here. It was uh,
2: 2016 that Stories came out, well, at least in the UK. If I remember right, I think it came out after Um,
1: the, oh, 2016.
2: I'm pretty sure it. Either that or
1: I've I I remember it coming out when I already had the Switch, and that's why I gave it so little time.
2: I think it was 2017 because I remember there was like a summer where the 3DS had kind of like a last hurrah. Yeah, because you got like you got stories. I remember um, Eternal Oasis. Uh, <laughs> it hit yeah, something like that, yeah. and uh, the Metroid Two remake. Yeah, it was um, a,
1: October twenty sixteen in Japan. So yeah, apparently yeah, September twenty
2: seventeen. That's that rings a bell. Yeah, because
1: there was definitely a last release for the three
2: DS. But um, I think that's right, Andy. Yeah, but um, and I think it was kind of unfortunate timing because, like, like Luke said, it came out whilst the Switch was firing all cylinders in that fantastic first year it had, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't think many people were buying 3DS games at that point. I know I picked up stories, but I think very few people did. Well, which was I a was, shame, because I... there was something to it, but I just, like Andy said, that the combat just didn't work for me.
1: And I wasn't gaming that much at that point, because that was when I was working 70 hours a week to save up to move to Japan. Yes. yes. Well, now I can work 70 hours a week and not get paid overtime. Hey.
2: <laughs> but, um, you know, it's... it's cool that stories 2 exists um i i don't know if i'm going to be
1: i think i'm going to try and give it a go i don't know if it's going to yeah i'm I, not going to be super hyped um, for it but i
3: yeah i having not even realized that the first game existed uh, when you said oh you got to look up the trailer for this one I was like oh, <laughs> all right i think it looks it looks really nice like the production quality of it looks nice it gave me some uh, some very much breath of the wild vibes in terms of the character models and things but what what you do, <laughs> other than it being some sort of RPG, I got no idea from the trailer alone.
2: The first but, one so... looked
1: phenomenal for a three DS game. Mm-hmm.
2: It did look pretty good, yeah. Um, it's basically a Pokemon. Well, it's Pokemon. It's more like, like Digimon like World than Pokemon
1: because you just have one at a time.
2: Yeah, but then it's not that kind of Tamagotchi aspect of Digimon World, isn't not it? True. Like it's. Um, it's still, still very much a Pokemon esque one that you ha- You do have you, you collect the the eggs, you collect the monsters, and then you fight with them. But the the combat's odd. It's like rock paper scissors, and it just doesn't really, doesn't really work. But there is something to it, like like the going about each big zone and finding different monsters, and you know wondering what's going to hatch from a monster egg you collect. That's all quite fun. Um, just a yeah. couple the legs for me. Um, I think
0: ironically, that's kind of like Nino Kuni to me. Like it's that—that uh, that was the exact thing that I struggled with in that game. That the, the combat was miserable, but it's such a nice world to be in, and the collection mm-hmm. and monster catching is, just, is, is, is good. Is it just
1: that every other monster RPG tries so hard to not be Pokemon that they just make a battle system? Yeah, I, I, make I think sense? that's the problem.
0: Yeah, is that like Pokemon's battle system is not special. Like it's literally a average turn-based combat, but yes, people don't want to be Pokemon, so they don't replicate right. it. Mm. That's quite kind of why the Digimon like uh, Cyber Sleuth games worked, is they did have such a simple, normal mm. JRPG turn-based combat system. Like it was mm. fun. I like
1: a Digimon world just didn't bother to have a combat system. You just better hope it fights. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! What
3: Luke name? ate a poo. I know. And the <laughs> monsters. And they can eat the poo if they turn into certain types of monsters. Brilliant. Absolutely incredible game. Masterpiece.
1: <laughs> I mean, I like yeah, yeah. I like Pokemon. I like Monster Hunter, but I would much rather be doing a Digimon podcast right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if you can find us a fun multiplayer Digimon game for us all to play, it... by all means, let's, uh, let's do it. I
3: say, the only thing about the Stories 2 trailer that didn't didn't do it for me at all it was the uh, i didn't think the voice acting was very good
1: <laughs> but i suppose just whack out it japanese boss.
3: it's perfect the... yeah yeah exactly that that sounds like as long as it's got that option that's entirely what i would do because the english voice acting seemed quite bad it was a bit of a turn off for me but i think i'm willing to give the demo a go and see if this unusual combat system
1: does it for me or not anyway monster hunter rise that's basically the reason we're all yep. here right now.
2: Yes. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't uh, be alive it like of... if it wasn't
1: for this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, beat me to it.
2: <laughs> Definitely rekindled a, a, a fire in us for, for mods on there, I think. Like, it, uh, that that trailer dropping. The first thing that I did afterwards was went to our group chat and... <laughs> Me and Luke <laughs> at the same time just typed, lads. <laughs> we're so so hyped for it already. Um, yeah, I I, I think we we're, were speaking earlier in the podcast about World and you know some of the things we didn't like about World, um, but the things that we did like, such as you know the zones being um, no loading zones between the zones and like, the monsters interacting with each other, and you know the weapons feeling a bit more fluid than the older games. All of that still seems to be there, but they seem to be fixing a lot of the complaints that we had with World, such as the the single player multiplayer not being separate, um, you know, the zones maybe being a bit too complex for their own good, things like that, and I am a hundred percent down for rise, hundred percent down.
1: Yeah, I just the main thing for me with World was just the quest system just didn't give me just, here's a nice list of quests, and you can fight some monsters in them.
0: I mean, it it there was a list, but yeah, it wasn't as well refined by any means, I think. Yeah, like, and the way it was ticked off and unlocking some of those special arenas and stuff was definitely a pain in the ass But, but yeah, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying there wasn't a list, but just, I like, the, you just walk up to the bird at the counter, say, I want to hunt a monster. She's like, what monster do you want to hunt? I'm like, uh, that one. And you go hunt it, and you get a big, nice tick. <laughs> that's all I need. And then, yeah, if you can have a, a seamless map and some turf wars in there, oh, yeah.
3: Oh, God, yes. <clears throat> I like the... Uh, one of the things I think particularly stood out in this trailer for me was the freedom of movement that your characters seem to have, like mm. the climbing and yes. the swinging around. Uh, and that's that's one of the, one of the real joys of, of World as well, I think, is not just the fact that the world is quite seamless but it's apart from apart from like maybe the jungle map which is a bit too dense and it's mm. quite easy to traverse and there are obviously very particular bits that you're meant to climb which i assume has always been in the monster hunter games but this one seems like it's taken it to a bit more of a a free a freeform state and i i like the potential to i i hope that for a, a new player it's one of those systems that's easy to use but to actually master it there's an awful lot of depth there and it looks like Maybe that could be the case. I don't know how you boys feel.
1: Well, yeah, since that first trailer, um, Gaijin Hunter has been putting out a lot of Monster Hunter Rise content, as you'd expect. And from what I've seen from the Tokyo Game Show stuff and from interviews, the actual number of inputs you can do with that wire bug is only a couple. And it's just, you just get good at stringing them together in interesting ways. There's like, launch me up, launch me to the side, dangle for a bit. And you just, you map them together into interesting movements to get all around the map.
2: I think it'll be how you use the the wire bug in combat that'll really make the game sh- uh, you know really shine for me. Like like in the trailer, I think you saw a great sword. Like he, he he does a charge in midair, then wires in, and then does a slam on the monster's head and just stuff like that. You just oh gets the blood pumping. Like you yeah, like that's really really fucking cool. And I can't wait to see the other weapons, how they use the wire bug and what sort of moves you can pull off with the, the, the wire bug. Let alone the traversal aspect, which I think is great. And of course you've got the, um, the, the the Palamute to also get around the map quickly. So they seem to be really streamlining the the, the traversal aspect in terms of how the zones were. Sometimes it was a pain to get from f- across the map in, uh, in World. Um, I know Andy's got some thoughts on that, but... I think it's going to be a big, big improvement in size yeah. for traversal in general.
1: Just imagining like the f- four of us on steeds riding into battle is just such a cool concept to me.
2: And the new monsters look—they um, look great as well. Like I've—I think they've already, they've already nailed some top-notch designs. Like I like the big, uh, the big hippo fella. He looks—he's looks going to be good fun.
1: Oh yeah, I mean. So right, just before, just after World came out, like literally four days later, I moved to Japan, and then suddenly Monster Hunter got really big in the West, (laughs) and being in Japan didn't feel necessary as a Monster Hunter fan, but this one looks like it's gone super Japanese, so I'm looking forward to weaving it up hardcore. (laughs) Like, they got all the shrines everywhere, you've got the very Japanese village, and then all the monsters that we've seen so far are sort of based on Japanese yokai.
2: Hmm got the Bekepo fella, fellow i got the fire breathing bird
1: yep well it's like a kappa that one's like the possessed umbrella thing there's the um the dinosaur one they've showed is basically based on the same yokai that Sneasel is ah. and then the concept of the calamities in japanese it's tri- it it's a much longer more complicated name which is based on a like a festival where the, the demons are meant to like parade through the town or whatever
2: I think you're already set for the Horizon monster, uh, monster episodes when those come around.
1: Oh yeah, I'm going to be. You're not going to be able to shut me up. <laughs> Hopefully, there's not going to be any the just only... a dinosaur episode.
2: The only, um, the only slight downside for me is that I don't think the flagship they're showing off is particularly impressive. Um, it kind of just look be... looks like a
1: a variant. It's an ogre-esque Genoga, sort yeah. of deal.
2: Yeah, yeah. But presumably um,
1: he's only going to be like the the first flagship and then there'll be some sort of Elder Dragon as well, right?
2: Yeah, like, uh, like there'll be definitely something more surprising and cool there in the background. Um,
1: we don't even know if he is the, the flagship Is going to be on the box yet, right? Have they not said he is the flagship? I don't know if they have. They're like in World, it was a long time before we saw No Gigante who was officially Look, the
0: flagship. they did talk... To- they, they- they did talk a lot about him, right? I don't yeah. know. I, th- I thought that was a big thing that they, they about. It made him about, sound like he's going to sh- be a
1: big story event, but that might just be like the first act. <clears throat> yeah, you, could, you could easily put together a trailer for World where Anjanath is the big bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. True.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. I think that's yep. it. It's going to be nice playing a Monster game on my Switch that feels like it was made in this millennium.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think. Some of the trappings of the the older games, like it's what kind of made me loathe to go back to Generations Ultimate after being, uh, you know, playing World and such as that. You know, the the combat is is you know definitely charming. It's definitely uh, it's still fun in its own way, but it is clunky. You can't say it's not when you compare it to the likes of World, where it's so fluid and and fast. And I, I love seeing that they've taken that element from World. Applying it to the old formula, I think Rise is going to do absolutely gangbusters for us.
1: Yeah, I
0: can't wait. Let's hope so.
2: So, next time, it's all Zora the Explorer. It's Zora (laughs) Makaros. Why are you making jokes? You just said it! (laughs)
1: Next time it's Zora the Explorer. I thought you were gonna be like, Well, you know, we're talking about upcoming games, but we're not done exploring the new world, so it's gonna explore. be Zora the... oh, nope yeah, yeah.
0: Literally just straight at the Zora the
3: Explorer! <laughs>
1: that
3: was the most finesse outro I've
2: ever brilliant. So yeah, look forward to that one, Zora Magdros, big old boy. I'm sure we're gonna have lots of fun chatting about him.
1: If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. We're also on Facebook and YouTube, just search Monster Mash Podcast. Be sure to give us a like and review, make sure you follow. Um, if you've, this is your first time listening, there's 88 previous episodes you can listen to. Pick a monster you like and give it a listen. Um, that'll give you a feel for what the podcast is going to be like. And hopefully going forwards, we're going to get back to that with the Monster Hunter World Monsters, and then later the Monster Hunter Rise Monsters. For the time being, we're only going to commit to an episode every other week, but... If we start getting a nice backlog going, then we might move back up to weekly like we were originally. Anyway, mus, what should they tweet at AndyMan949? Give us some bread.
3: I was going to say they should tweet at AndyMan949
1: what they think fridges taste like. Yeah, I mean, that makes me more sense, but. I, just, I don't know. My flaws. Surely sure is that
0: isn't making it into the podcast. Oh, I might stick it in at oh, the I end just, just to give them a taste
1: of what, what they've got coming. Give them a taste! Give <laughs> f- them the a taste the of just the fridge! fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, Andy.
3: You know, if think I think tweeting him about bread is fine, but if you want to send him a direct message about, you know. What, what face. Face. Everyone, please send DM. us a
1: video of you tasting your fridge. <laughs> 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 uh.
0: All right, goodbye, everybody.
1: Peace. See ya. Bye. See ya.